0: This is the story of sudden death Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme An awesome movie about karate and hockey Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme Picture this, it's game seven The Stanley Cup finals The Pittsburgh Penguins versus Chicago Blackhawks Jean-Claude Van Damme's playing a lowly fire marshal Who's there enjoying the game with his family The vice president's there Also a group of terrorists And... Break the Pittsburgh Civic Arena with bombs? Oh no! This is a story of sudden death start. John Cloud Van An awesome movie about karate. So Drew, very few movies deserve a tribute song. And I feel like Andy Dwyer really... Really knocked it out of the park with this one. Not only did he nail the roadhouse scene, yeah. he also nailed this in song form. Yeah, not saying it's the best movie, but and not, not all great movies deserve songs, but some movies are so ridiculous they deserve songs it, such as this. It's called tribute. <laughs> it's a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the
1: Last Row Podcast. My name is Drew, as always. I am joined by my very good friend, Badway. Hi. We want to welcome all new listeners. For those that do not know, this is a podcast where we watch movies that might not have been loved by the critics and find the silver linings. We fill in the blanks that the movie writers might have left out. You it, know the drill. A podcast? It's a podcast. If you're looking to keep in touch with us, go to our website, thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at thelastrowpod, slash thelastrowpod. We're also on Google. Leave us some comments on the SoundCloud player. We have a voicemail line. We got a voicemail last week. Thank you, Dave, for for sending us it. I've been double clutching ever since you you (laughs) called in. Good tip. And uh, lastly, if you haven't done so already, um, I know we got a couple new reviews here. We really, really appreciate everybody that's gone out to iTunes giving us a five-star review. If you're enjoying the show, please head out there and do that. It really,
0: really does help us out. So thank you to everyone that's done that so far. Sudden Death. 1995, Rotten Tomatoes 52%, IMDb 5.6%. Ex-fireman Darren McCord has a new job working security <laughs> at the Pittsburgh Civic Arena. It's not really a new job. He's a one-time deal. It's a he's, temporary He's gig, unemployed. Let's not get it straight. As Mr. Dad uh, said. Hoping to impress his kids, he scored tickets to the Stanley Cup Finals unaware that the place has been taken over by a group of terrorists. Ex-government employee Joshua Foss was not really named in this movie he's not
1: named at all it's powers booth fun fact noah daniels noah from 24
0: daniels. is holding the vice president hostage in a press box and plans to blow up the building if he doesn't pay the ransom but when darren learns of his scheme he jumps into action to save the day thought pretty group. extreme terrorism terrorism plot yeah excuse me yeah i feel like it didn't do justice to the plot whereas they say once the game hits zeros yeah. he blows the building up like it's so, over yeah no more
1: no more living, everyone's dead. So the play
0: Everyone. on the term sudden death has like five different meanings in this movie. And they said it
1: multiple times, which was awesome. Yes. We love any time a movie references the title, as you've heard on previous episodes of the show. Yeah. Um. So let's pick on Peter. As we call Pick on Peter Travers, we like to pick out a review, and uh, just so happens to be Peter Travers every week now, and I think we're just going to keep that going, yeah, because <laughs> he tends to hate everything that we love, so... Let's just keep it going. Did he have thoughts on this movie? Yeah. So this is the exact quote from Peter Travers on this, and I'm going to butcher names here. So he says, despite the elaborate stunts, go, go, go direction from Peter Hyams, who also directed Time Cop, as Badway told me, Nice. plus butt kicking and surprise goalie action from Van Damme. Death deserves the hockey puck booby prize for getting its jollies by putting kids in jeopardy. Did he really go there you can't put the kid in jeopardy there's a there's adults in jeopardy there's old people in jeopardy there's everybody in jeopardy
0: get out of here Look, Peter. I, I don't want I don't want to get off my lawn here be an old man but in the 90s that's how that's how plots of Listen. these movies were driven nieces and nephews and sons and daughters were constantly in jeopardy Call up the fun police yeah. bad way what the heck no more fun allowed in movies oh the, the kids are constantly when kids are born they're in jeopardy they're like they're they're walking <laughs> the time day. bombs. <laughs> that's so true (laughs) no i mean i just i take issue with this peter
1: i'm sorry i know you're never gonna listen to this show ever in your Mm -hmm. life but i disagree with you completely now i couldn't get a link to his full review as we typically have seen on rotten tomatoes usually we can get to it because he's embarrassed he's too embarrassed he's too proud to like a movie as good as this come at me bro so i i just we can move on from him but i've had enough of him for this week
0: um so this movie gets a lot of comparisons to die hard kind of like the the right man at the wrong time, the wrong at the right place kind of thing where terrorism plots going on. Some guy who has, you know, just happens to be there has the wherewithal, the power and the strength and the determination to save the day. Um, Do you agree with that? Now I know
1: that we have spoke about this issue before and I take issue with it in that, I hate how, you know, the first of anything winds up becoming the, the judge by which everything yeah. has to go against. And I, and it's unfair to say that just because a guy is trying to foil a plot, it's mm-hmm. automatically a diehard movie. And I think that's a little unfair to right. every movie ever.
0: Yeah, but but if you look at the facts here, it's, it's terrorists taking over a building, going to do X, Y, and Z if you don't give him one, two, and three um, to rattle off a few Home Alone, Snakes on a Plane toy soldiers under siege passenger 57 cliffhanger were just a few of them that we come up with on our own about where you take a plot of robbers terrorists crooks are trying to do this thing but this one unsuspecting person just happens just just happens to be there and has the ability to take them all down
1: no i mean to to kind of speculate on that like had Van Damme not been in this situation, would somebody else have rose to the occasion? Like, yeah. was John McClane at this game and he just didn't need to do anything yeah. because he didn't know that there was something happening?
0: Yeah, you, but before we start recording, you brought up a good point as how, like, this could easily have been the plot to Die Hard 3. I right. Mean, it's the same thing. Right.
1: Well, and to that point, you told me that originally wasn't this script pitched to some pretty famous people, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I saw, and I don't know how true this is. I mean, this was off of, I think, IMDb's trivia section, which yeah. is totally... It's all know, wiki. It's, it's, it's above it's water. It's up there with the yeah. uh,
1: robots wiki.
0: So they originally tried to cast Arnold, but I guess he was busy doing true lies, and yeah. they, they tried to contact Stallone. They wanted Stallone for it. Stone said, uh-uh, don't like the script. Not my style. And uh, Bruce Willis was in the middle of um, a movie of his own, um, uh, Die Hard 3. They were yeah, Actually, they Die were Hard filming 3. Die Hard 3. Which is a great movie. So he was unavailable. So... Um, so I guess Van Damme was choice number four. But
1: you know what? Let me let me just call poo poo on Stallone here for a second. Yeah. I don't think he would have been the right fit for this movie anyway. Mm-hmm. And I I like Stallone. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I also feel like he's a little bit uh, a little bit of a his nose in the air at this script. This is a pretty damn good movie. It's yeah. written pretty well. You know, I don't think it would have hurt his career. Like, is this better? I think it's on par with Cliffhanger. I'm
0: pretty sure that in the 94, 95 range, he did The Specialist. Yeah. You may have heard of a little movie called The Specialist, which was not very good. Yeah, like he did
1: some pretty <laughs> shitty movies. But he did
0: do Assassins with Banderas, That's a great movie. which I would take that over this.
1: Yeah, I would too, but yeah. this movie wasn't that bad.
0: No, no, and, and let's get back to the point of it being a copy. That's not a bad thing. Right. I I, I agree 100% that it's a diehard ripoff, quote unquote. Rip off's kind of a harsh I word. I take issue
1: with the word rip off. Yeah.
0: It's a clone.
1: Okay. A clone that's better. sounds better. But this, that's not a bad thing. This is like hey, mediocre versus hey, average. You
0: find out like uh, hey, um Apple they invented the iPhone uh, and then we got Android making up all the smartphones that may eventually outdo the iPhones and yeah. some people's opinions maybe mine maybe yours Android does it better. I don't know. <laughs>
1: to each his own. They don't have a watch his or her own. They don't yeah. have a watch. <laughs> they do, but you know, it's But um, I, I think the other thing too compared to this movie and you know before we wrap up this point is one thing that I really noticed was the terrorists in this movie just didn't give a shit, man. The, there was a ridiculously high
0: body count this in this This was another old school trope of we're killing we're killing civilians. And I, I couldn't and we don't care.
1: I couldn't find it on moviebodycounts.com no? <laughs> This is a real website uh where you get movie body counts. MBC dot no? Yeah. NBC.com NBC? did not have the body count for this film. Ooh. And I'm a little disappointed by that. I think you sent me a YouTube video that had all of the pretty much on-screen deaths. All the Van Damme kills. All the Van Damme kills. Yeah. But you know there was Powers Booth killing people, there was the the guy with the the uh cross-earring the 90s, yes. you know, <laughs> like, you know, cross-earring <laughs> with yeah. a mullet, spraying and praying with the Uzis. A lot of guys with Uzis in this movie. Can I
0: say the silencers on the Uzis, they weren't really working. Yeah. They were loud ass silencers. It was like, they were, the had, they had anti silencers on. They wanted you to hear them coming. And I've never shot, I mean, I've
1: shot handguns before, but I've never shot, you know, something like that. Yeah. I would absolutely love to just a chance to kind of just shoot one of those things with the silencer on it. Like it's like Call of Duty, like it, it reduces yeah. the recoil, you know? Yeah. That's what it feels like put, it would do. Yeah, you gotta put the different perks on. I don't you know, know. You know, yeah. you add a perk on there. Yeah. You gotta
0: but, get you gotta get the grip. Yeah. Get <laughs> the ex- extended mag, yeah. extended
1: grip. <laughs> but I think like with this movie, I've I've noticed that the, the the body count was just way high and Powers Booth was just off in everybody. Like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I told you I was gonna kill somebody. Boom, you're dead. Yeah. Boom, you're dead. Oh, your 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 wife's dead? Oh, you're dead too. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna go to Mourner. He wasn't
0: even angry. No emotion. Can. No emotion it's just flat out terrorism and
1: I think we'll get to him later and we can talk about him on the villain scale as we like to do yeah we'll get to that but I think
0: that that he's pretty up there for me and um, another thing I wanted to quick go on was how does this movie rank as far as event terrorism takeover plot type thing so I have a couple here that we listed up one was Naked Gun 1 where they brainwashed Reggie Jackson at a World Series game. (laughs) Great. So when the game ends, Reggie Jackson was supposed to assassinate the queen of something. I don't know if it was England. England Might have been the queen of England. It's been a while. And so, so uh, I'm drawing a blank. What's the guy's name? Uh, Leslie Nielsen? Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. So Leslie Nielsen makes his way to become home plate umpire to make sure the game extends. He's calling every pitch a ball. That's a classic. And it's an outrage and everybody's pissed off and he's throwing people out left and right. Um, you got that one. You got Naked Gun thirty three and a third. The, the award show, at the, the, Oscars? At the Oscars, right? Yeah. Right, where, where Phil Donahue, yeah. <laughs> Where he mistakes himself as Phil Donahue. Very, of, very
1: awesome. One of my personal favorites, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, which I yes. guarantee nobody's seen this movie. You should go watch it right now. It's yes. pretty funny. Uh, they hijacked the man horror The awards. man Horror awards. The, the Gigolo Awards. The Gigolo yeah. awards, which was, you know, a really funny plot. And, you know, that, that, that can be a whole nother topic yeah. for another day. But that was a good one, too. Did you have a couple others?
0: Uh, Some of All Fears and also Dark Knight Rises, where yeah. just let's blow up pines field. He just he just starts out with Again it. in the Pittsburgh theme. Yeah. Going with Pittsburgh oh, people must hate Pittsburgh yeah, or something. It's, you it's know? a very blow upable place, people, I guess. People I don't must know. hate it. I've know. never been there. I don't know. I hate those, I hate their sports teams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so is is this the best one? I mean, because this takes the whole movie is takes place inside of the Igloo here. It's certainly so. one of the
1: most ambitious. Yeah. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. You know, the the time and planning that we'll get to later yeah. that it took,
0: mm-hmm. it's pretty up there. Yeah. So um so we're going to get into it and I'm um, just going to preface this by saying. This is a great movie and I, I totally recommend you watch this movie, but really, we're not going to talk about the plot at all. I mean, really, there's a couple of, there's Van Damme becomes the goalie. All right. That's, that's all you need to know. So We're going to spend a massive amount of time on that and, and rightfully so Van Damme fights the penguin mascot. and We're going to talk about that in depth as well in the kitchen. So if you're looking for a plot synopsis. Um, go go to Wikipedia or something yeah. because that, that's what you're, we're not going to get. We're, we're just going to go to brass tacks and we're going to talk about because really all you need to know is Van Dam, kids in the building, terrorists taking over the building, bombs rigged, bombs everywhere. Um, He's a firefighter. Once the game hits zero, the building will blow up if Noah Daniels, a.k.a. Powers Booth, does not get his money And there's only one man that can stop him and it's Van Damme and he becomes a goalie and he beats up a mascot. That's all you need to know about this movie.
1: Ex-firefighter with a lot of baggage. Yes. And that's pretty much it. So, and and if you haven't seen it, you just listen to this. It doesn't matter. We're not going to, I mean, there's spoilers abound, but you can enjoy it just as much if you haven't seen it. We encourage you to listen to this too, because, you know, we're going to break it down a little bit on some of our favorite scenes.
0: So, so let's just not beat around the bush. Let's get right into brass tacks. Van Damme makes his way onto the ice to play goalie in the Stanley Cup finals game 7 and stops a breakaway now we'll get into the minute details of this in a bit i just want to ask you didn't it seem that this was just like a cool shit scene yes where it's not really necessary it doesn't really drive the plot forward at all because he 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 comes in there he makes one save that a regular goalie could do to preserve to try to like keep the game from from stopping pretty much from ending it wasn't really necessary to the plot, was it?
1: I think it was one of those things that we're talking about now. You know, what is it? 10 years later? 20 mm-hmm. years later? 20 years me? later. 20? Wow, I'm old. Yep, yep. 20 years later, we're talking about this this movie. And uh, that's the scene that we go back to. And I think that's exactly why they put it in. Yeah. They wanted something ridiculous that would be talked about for yeah. 20 years. Let's
0: be honest. This movie, we wouldn't be doing this episode. And this movie wouldn't be talked about now if that scene hadn't existed. And uh, as an aside, I wanted to mention earlier, this movie is currently running uh, on Cinemax. Oh, you so should watch it. If you do have Cinemax, that's the the most likely place where you can find it without having to rent it.
1: The the thing about this scene, though, is it's one of my favorite things. So, like, obviously, you know, we we try not to break down the plot to the point where we're regurgitating it. What we'd like to do is just kind of get into the head of the character mm-hmm. and get into what the hell was he thinking? Yeah. Like, he was running for his life. He's in right. the locker room as these guys are chasing mm-hmm. him. And he's sitting there. And he sees the goalie, Tolliver, who had 104 fever, which we can mm-hmm. talk about all, all day yeah. on that, too. He leaves the game,
0: tells the coach he's got to get out. He's laying on the on the, on the the table, the t- trainer's table. No trainer, by the way. Yeah. The goalie is sitting there in his full pads by himself with, like, a, an oxygen mask yeah. on. So he's hurt. He's down and out. He's passed out.
1: You know, my theory, I, and yeah. I didn't tell you this before. Yeah. Like, we always said, like, how the hell did he get the pads off of Tolliver? Yeah. He was dead.
0: He probably yeah. died. He might have been dead on the floor. He had a 110. He finger. had no trainer helping him out. So
1: <laughs> the trainer need to go back there. Get him some Tylenol. Yeah. Get this guy an IV, man. He, he's like he's dying
0: on the yeah. on the on the ice. Right. So my first question to you is you played hockey, right? You, you were yeah. a goalie, right? Yes. I don't know. Was it ice hockey or was it? Street uh, it was all hockey? kinds of street hockey. So not, not ice right. hockey. So just street hockey. How long did it take you to put your equipment on now, in just street if hockey? i in street
1: hockey, you know, like I got the pads, I got to put that on. I played without a chest protector because I was too poor to have one. So that was a pretty terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Just getting shot at in the chest. Yeah. But I had the pads. I had the leg pads. I mean, those things alone, sometimes it takes you a while to you get gotta them strapped them up. up, right? You got to lace them up. You gotta, you know, I mean, I'm not able to do splits like Van Damme is, but you gotta lace that stuff up. You gotta make sure you're in. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's in full gear. Like, his jersey
0: and everything just fit perfectly. And let me ask you for a full on NHL goalie with all those official pads, don't you think, like, he gets help? Do the goalies get help getting dressed? I mean, they put stuff
1: on, but somebody's gonna help with some things. Like, maybe you need to really make those pads tight. You know,
0: you have somebody helping you out, trainer, assistant. He's, he's, he gets dressed in an instant. Now, I'm not going to harp on that. I just thought it was really funny. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so, to in order to escape getting murdered from these henchmen, so he he puts on the gear in no time flat, skates back on the bench. Now, now as at this point, the coach thinks he's hurt. His right. name is Tolliver, the real goalie that he stole the pads from. Right. He's on the bench, nervous, just... He finally he saved his own life. He was gonna—he was gonna die. Which his
1: face is one of his yeah. face in the scene is one yeah. of my favorite pictures of all time, and we'll make it the cover yeah. art for the <laughs> for the website. Yeah. But his face when he's standing there, like he's looking, like the helmet doesn't fit him right, and his mm. head is like moving, not his eyes. <laughs> and he's the coach who puts his hand on. He's like, "Get the F back in, bro. There. Get in.
0: You're our starting goalie. It's game seven. Let's go."
1: Now I'm sorry, but Ken Ray gets the backup. Backup. Yeah. And you know we've all played NHL '95. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have had a sub Ken Reggett in once or twice. Yeah. You know, make a substitution start maybe start on the bench. Maybe a Tom Barrasso gets hurt. <laughs> Tom Barrasso <laughs> gets hurt. Drop. <laughs> you got to put in Ken Reggett. So we're hockey fans, you know. Yeah. We we like hockey. We'll we'll be the first to admit it. Ken Reggett has a pretty good record of of being a backup in yeah. 94, 95 at this time. I think mm-hmm. they should have just let him in. Yeah, they're
0: going to let Reggett in versus um having this 104 degree fever Tolliver. Who's looking kind of shaky? He left because he got scored on. Literally, doesn't quite look like himself. No, (laughs) if you look into his eyes, he's a little bit shorter. (laughs) Literally, he
1: has a helmet on, so I guess you know, you don't question it. No, one's a little funny
0: there, Tolliver. But get your ass in there, coach. Coach
1: He goes back in, and you know the action starts coming towards his end, and he's sitting there going, "Oh my god, don't don't come over here, please Mm -hmm. don't come over here." Puck gets cleared. You know, long story short, he he's safe for a second. Yeah. I, then
0: <laughs> I, I hearken it back to um, the rookie of the year movie. Remember yes. the movie rookie of the year? Yes. Where he finally has to have an at bat and he's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Where he keeps saying that over, that's what he was thinking. He think gets understand? walked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the walk was the ball or the, uh, the puck getting cleared to the other end of the ice. Well, here comes a breakaway on the way back at him. I don't know who it was, but I'm just going to pretend it was like, I don't know. It was, it
0: was Tony Amante. Tony Amante. Tony
1: Amante. Tony Amante. Let's, let's pretend let's it, it was Tony Amante. Amante. Yeah. yeah. You know, or Chris Chelios. So yeah, one yeah, of these guys. Yeah. And it's coming, it's coming back at him. He's, yeah. he's getting a, a breakaway and he's like sitting there and he's standing in the net. He's not going to the top of the crease. As if any hockey fans watching this, you're like, mm. D- dude, challenge the shooter, man. You're like in the net. He yeah. he might as well have been in the net. Right. He's a pretty small dude. Yeah. So he's standing there. Do you think he makes the save in real life? If, if a fireman who played semi-pro hockey?
0: Not, not a chance. Now, here's my gripe with the save. I'm not upset that he made the save. Yeah. It's a, I, I, he has to make the save. He's he gotta look like a hero. That's fine. What I want to know is, how come he didn't utilize a split while making yeah. a save? Because <laughs> it's <laughs> <that's laughs> freaking Van Damme. And you know and what? And it's the perfect chance to do it. This is one of the movies where I think that he doesn't do a split the entire yeah. time. It's a debatable split. We'll get into it. But... You're right. He should have done a split. It was an easy chance for him to do a split and make a glove save. And
1: like the Johnny Cage Dick Punch, he could yeah. have just threw the glove up yeah. and got it. Yeah. But he kind of did like a sideways, you know, stack the pads. He did, pad he did save. a kick the leg
0: out, Kick save. raise the glove hand up, save. Was kinda it kind of one snatch of those it out of midair.
1: percentages? Like his hand just kind of happened to be there. And I, I he think saved it. I think
0: it was poor positioning, and he got lucky. He closed his eyes.
1: So let's rate him as a hockey goalie. So yeah, why,
0: why, why does it make sense that he's a goalie?
1: So you find out earlier in the film that, you know, he played semi pro hockey. They foreshadowed it. His dad, he was in the, in the locker room talking to Tolliver and and his kid made some comment about how dad said, you need a rocking chair Mm -hmm. and Tolliver makes some smart ass remark and basically Mm -hmm. craps on him and says, yeah, well you should see the type of hockey we play. Mm -hmm. Basically getting tough guy on him. Yeah. But we find out that he had a semi-pro career.
0: Yeah, so it was like, oh, so Van Dam played hockey. Once you're watching this in the first 10 minutes of the movie, like, okay, that's nice. Van Dam used to play hockey.
1: Now, what team did he play for? Is he playing for, like, the Phantoms, the, the, the you know, the
0: Hershey Bears? Well, I, I don't know much about Canadian League semi-pro, but I imagine it's a lot more intense than the AHL in America.
1: Was he trying to become a hockey player and like being a firefighter was like the fallback? Like, what yeah. What was the plan? I want to know I, more about this.
0: I, see, they didn't say where he grew up. I want to assume he grew, grew up in Canada. Yeah. You know, and he had the pads on since he was four years old. It was his dream to be a hockey player. And you know what? He just wasn't good enough.
1: And he, he, he you know, he spoke
0: fluent French yeah. to all the players. Sure. He was speaking to Luke Robitaille, another and 90s great. His form showed. I mean, he didn't, he didn't rush up and challenge the puck. Yeah. He stayed down in the net. You know what? He's not the prototypical size for a hockey player. He's a little smaller. That, that went against him, too. So he had to fall back into, um, into being a fireman. He's got the splits. He's got the splits down. He's got the flexibility. <laughs> sure but, does. So after he's done
1: doing this, um, he, tried, he decides that, well, I made that save. I'm probably going to make another one. Mm-hmm. I got to get out of this game.
0: Yeah, I have to get out of this game. A, I have to get out of this game. And B, this game's about to end. At this point, the Penguins, he's playing for the Penguins. It's Game 7 the Stanley Cup Finals. When the game ends, the building will blow up. So there's like four minutes left, and he's got to do something. His daughter's in the the booth with the terrorist and the vice president. (laughs) Yeah, with Powers Booth. And (laughs) he's got to do something. If he's standing there in goal, A, he's going to give up another goal, probably. And B, he cannot make action. He's one of the only people in the entire world that know that this plot, a terrorist plot, is going on. Everyone else is oblivious to it, except for the people on the outside and... No one's in or out. No one's. No one's allowed in or out. It's Place like is on lockdown. Yeah, it's on lockdown. So he's got to gather. How does he get out of there, Drew? He decides to just tap
1: somebody on the shoulder. Yeah. You know, for for all we know, it might have been freaking Tony Amani. I don't know. That was Chris Chelios. Chris yeah. Chelios, and yeah. he, and he just taps him on the shoulder and gives the guy like a hook. Uh, a just, vicious, a vicious hook. It was a vicious yeah. hook, and he just knocks the dude out. Now, again, if you're a fan of hockey, you're gonna know. He just put his team shorthanded. Yeah. After he made a save, they're down by a goal. Down by one goal. And it starts a brawl, which yes. is going to wind up being a four on three. Yes. It's going to be game is kind of, he's out of there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a four on three. Four on three, it with like three minutes to go, down by one goal. The odds of them scoring
0: a shorthanded it's goal in this situation beyond, are beyond less than 1%. So he screwed himself over because... The only chance he had really to, to, to do this is for the game to go to overtime. Right. And with him punching that guy, him as a... That's another reason why he never made it as a hockey player, because his game <laughs> awareness is just it's so nowhere bad. to be found. It's like a 50. Yeah. He, like you said, he could have just, you know, said he was hurt. Yeah, I gotta get to the out. the bench. I'm gonna no, lose the game. He decided to punch the guy to get disqualified, <laughs> putting his team in a tremendous disadvantage so and relying bad. on Luke Robitaille to score a game-tying breakaway goal. With zero seconds left to put the game into sudden death. <laughs> <laughs> now, assuming, assuming that this goal, let's, let's
1: assume that this was a real thing. Yeah. That was a real thing. Mm-hmm. What the, where would that goal go down in history? Would that be, I, and again, it's not a game winner. It's a game tie. Game tie
0: sudden, put the game into something. Luke Robotai, yeah. hero, Luke Robotai, save the city of Pittsburgh. Get the parade out, yeah. whether they win the cup or not. Yeah. Like he, put this guy, save the city. Make a statue. Yeah. Because
1: that was the craziest goal I've ever seen, yeah. especially assuming it was a four on three. Yeah, man, that was ridiculous.
0: What kind of defense was Chicago playing? That's Not some, very some garbage good defense. defense, by the way. <laughs> allow a four on three breakaway. Swiss cheese yeah. but, defense. But what is the, What is the sports equivalent? This is so unheard of. What's the sports equivalent? I liken it to World Series Game Seven, bottom of the ninth, two outs. Inside the park, home run to tie the Inside, game. Yeah, that's it like really the is. Mouth, that's like the odds of this happening that that happens.
1: It's kind of like the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Like yeah. if the if the game was tied and the Seahawks were about to score right there. Yeah, and the game's tied, or whatever, and that dude picks the ball off and runs it back for a touchdown and wins the game like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you win a tied game, something like that. Like it's it's really ridiculous. It's not even to the point where it's a field goal because a field yeah. goal is too set up. Right. It's got to be an, in, yeah. an, instant, an instant
0: play. Yeah. Instant
1: play. I like it. It's
0: over. I like it. So. I think we can both agree that at least Van Damme is believable as a goalie, right? Right. I mean, he's got the splits, the flexibility, he can he can do the job. He looked good enough. Yeah. What about what's like what's the equivalent for like other sports? Like if you had to pick one actor to like be the quarterback in the Super Bowl that could like switch spots with Peyton Manning so or something. So you're Tom saying like Rady. a game winning
1: drive, like Brady yeah. goes down yeah. and you gotta yeah. get a guy that's in. Yeah. So like, let's
0: let's suspend disbelief and like obviously a goalie can be on his own and you don't know it's him really if you're looking at him. Let's pretend like, you know, like you, got, a, you have to stick an actor in there. What actor would be believable like, to go on a, like a game-winning Super Bowl drive? The
1: character actor or like the actual actor?
0: No, the actual actor. I don't care if it was oh, Jamie Foxx in, in a Any Given Sunday. We all know he was, he was was his character was good.
1: So one of the first people that comes to mind is Jamie Foxx because yeah. he, he was good in that. Yeah. But I think I would go with a guy, and, and Ty, our friend Ty from Solid Verbal was talking about this too. Mm-hmm. We had a good conversation about this on Gchat the one day, and I think that he went with Brad Pitt because yeah. Brad Pitt used to be a quarterback. Right you know there's people like Dean Kane yeah, that we know we're out he's there he's a natural
0: leader that's what you need you need leadership yeah. you need athleticism and you need you need the the the, the body type and, and the, the poise yeah the poise right see I, I agree i think i think Pitt is a good choice he's obviously he's fit who's your choice obviously he's a leader not 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 tall enough. I'm going Tom Hanks. <laughs>
1: Tom Hanks is like 65 years. old. I don't old. care
0: about the age. We're, we're doing this in a vacuum. No no ages required. We're doing this movie's back in 95. We'll pretend it's. Is 95. this like big Tom Hanks? No, is this, this, 90, like cast is this, away? this is 95. This is 95 Tom Hanks. This is almost like Forrest Gump Tom Hanks. All right. Yeah. Too so, skinny, man. No, no, no. He got he got skinny because because <laughs> he was he was Forrest Gump. Like, he's like 65. years He was years running old. everywhere. He was running. By the way, he was a star running back for Alabama. So I don't want to hear it. That's it. A- <laughs> So so we're like pulling all of the actors' characters yeah. into like their one he's power. A, he's a leader. He led, he led a, a troop in World War II. Like they can harness all of their yes. previous acting abilities. He's got the build. He's six foot one. I looked this up. He's six foot one. How heavy is he? 180 pounds. He's got the build for it. He's like real thin. No, 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 no. 6'1", 180 is fine. Like Tom Brady's 180 pounds. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> he's a leader of men. He's confident. Any, you could put him in any role and he does a good job. He's my quarterback. Well, what about like a different sport? Yeah. If
1: uh, I, I'll go with you on that, All I right. would pick Brad Pitt over Tom Hanks. Okay. I think he would. I think he'd be able to, to, you know, to call the right plays. Yeah, we'll we'll just forget about someone knowing exactly how to say "Spider Two Y Banana" or <laughs> whatever the hell the play is. They yeah. have to know the offense. Mm-hmm. But uh, what about like, let's say you got a World Series, like we talked about. You know, inside the park, home run. What about like a you got to have a closer, like a pitcher. Got a closer? Like, who's your closer? Who would you pick? Like, somebody that's got to pitch three outs.
0: I'm going Kevin Costner. You go- <laughs> He's got pitcher's body. Like, right? <laughs> like, old Kevin Costner? I'm going old, like, for the love of the game. Like, yeah. And I know I'm, I'm putting aside his skills and for the love of the game. Yeah. But he just, he has that, like, dumpy, but also kind of athletic <laughs> body, you know. Like dad a dad bod, yeah, a little dad bod. If you remember, bod. I don't. You might not. You're not a huge baseball guy. Yeah. There's a guy, Rod Beck. I know who that is. Yeah, yeah he's a reliever. Like he's kind of fat. Yeah, like I, Kevin Costner. I'm going Kevin Costner. I'm who going Matthew
1: McConaughey. That's a good because point. I feel like he's got the pitcher body. Like he does. he's kind of like thin. Yeah, you know, like I'm talking like recent Matthew McConaughey like, after he starved yes. himself to be yeah. a true detective. Yeah, And like, you know, whatever else he's been in, Dallas Buyers Club.
0: Yeah, there's two types of reliever body. There's the dumpy body, and then there's like the rail-thin, gangly, lengthy body. And and Matthew McConaughey certainly falls and into he's that got category. And he's got the attitude for it, yeah. too. Yeah, he's very cool, calm and collected. And he's a little kooky. What about Rookie of the Year, that kid from American Pie, as I well, yeah, <laughs> said if, before? If you're using his arm strength, yeah, he'd be better suited to be a closer. They put him out there as a starter, and I don't think he has the stamina to be a starter. That was
1: just poor coaching yeah, right there right. by that guy. He's got to be the closer. Sidney Poitier. Yeah.
0: But uh, what about field goal kicker? Field goal kicker. See, my my theory about field goal kicker body is they have to be skinny fat. Like, again, dad bod. Is that what it is? No, not not so much dad bod. It's kind of like you have to be very skinny. Like a beer gut. Uh, Yeah, a little bit of a beer gut. I guess you call it dad bod. I don't like the term dad bod because it's just it is. It's beer gut. It's beer gut. They substituted beer gut for dad bod. I don't like that. It's sexy, man. I'm going Ed Norton. He kind of has a goofy look on his face and kickers usually have goofy looks. And the rest just falls into place. Who you got? I'm
1: picking Will Ferrell.
0: <laughs> I'm picking Will Will Ferrell. That's a that's a kicker's body because it he's is. crazy,
1: and yeah. he look he has like that little fold of fat on his stomach. He might be too tall. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think I'm picking Will Ferrell. I think he's going to be able to nail a 55 yarder. <laughs> like I'm talking like as clock expires, like a, like a sea bass, yeah. a Sebastian Janikowski type exactly. body. Exactly, sea All bass. Right. He looks just like him. I'll take that. So getting back to to McCord and and his
0: right. you know, amateur skills. Let's get back on track with at least you know, some sudden death talk.
1: Back on track. We don't want to go too far off the rails. Yeah. How would you compare again, it's sort of sudden death, but not really. How would you compare Darren McCord's amateur career to Gordon Bombay's
0: amateur career? Like Ooh. who do you think
1: was better? They're very similar.
0: They're very similar.
1: Who made it further and who
0: has more potential? I think that Bombay probably made it further, yeah. although it's not stated specifically. Sure. And also Bombay is, well, I guess you could say both of their careers kind of went off the rails. I mean, Van Damme for a tragedy of losing losing a girl in a fire, which we learned in the first minute of the movie, and uh, Bombay becoming an alcoholic lawyer. <laughs> so. And crasher,
1: almost crashing his car. But it seems
0: like Bombay was always in the sport. He still knew what was going on in the sport. He had Hans in, in his um, childhood. Mentoring him. Yeah, and he still kind of kept tabs with him. So he knew about that. I'm going to go Bombay because he was more invested in the game. I let
1: think. me let me paint a scenario for you, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. What about the scenario that, you know, Gordon Bombay happens to be in attendance at this game? This exact game. He took the kids from Minnesota, took them on a road trip to Pittsburgh. All of them? All of them. So I'm saying got, all of them. He got the whole team in yeah. the Game Seven, and they're in Game Seven. You know, he knew a guy who knew a guy. Mr. Who knew, Duckworth, yeah. shell out these tickets. Duckworth knew a guy who knew a guy who knew Ron Francis, or maybe mm. or maybe Mario Lemieux. Yeah. he gave him the tickets. He got some family tickets. They're in the suite up there. All right. And Darren McCord's not here to save the day. Okay. Darren McCord, he you know he was you know fighting a fire somewhere right. else. He was he was at the the, the Peewee game. Yes. Doing doing fire marshaling there. Mm-hmm. Would Bombay in this situation? I'm not saying he's a goalie. What do you have the balls and the, the fortitude to, to actually suit up yes. and try to score a goal? Like, replace the situation
0: where yeah. the game's so, down? Put him in robotized shoes. So, so his team's down. He needs to score in order yeah. to make the game go to sudden death th- and not have the building explode.
1: You think he could skate against five dudes and, and get down there? Or I guess it would be four on three. Yeah, so.
0: against um, the, the Blackhawks goalie was... Uh, Ed Belfort. Ed Belfort. Yes. Ed be- I don't know if it was in this game, but it, it was yeah. in my head. Yeah. Ed Belfour. So, <laughs> so would his triple deke work? Against Ed Belfort, Eddie Belfort, a pro hockey player in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. You're asking me if a an amateur hockey player yeah. could pull off a peewee triple deek move against probably the Vezina Trophy winner at that time. At that time, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say no, and the building explodes it four minutes later.
1: With him on the ice. Yeah.
0: I'm, and no disrespect to Gordon Bombay's skills, but it's easier... To make one lucky save with your eyes closed, than it is to score on a professional goalie.
1: He couldn't take it to the house.
0: He couldn't. He couldn't take it to sudden death. He missed that shot against the kid in Pee Wee's, and it haunted him for years. He doesn't have the mental stability yeah. to score in the game in, in Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals.
1: Well, let me let me turn it on on its head now and say, what if you know? Let's go back to Mighty Ducks, yeah. and let's say that uh, what if Van Dam um, Darren McCord had played against Team Iceland. Let's say Team Iceland is, okay. is there's there's some Icelandic terrorists. We're going on a big tangent here. And they t- yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to everybody. But uh what if what if he took you know he wound up taking they took control of the arena. Yes. Team Iceland of the of the junior Olympics.
0: Okay. This is getting international.
1: Van Damme this is an international incident. All right. Call up the president. Yeah. And Van Damme has to go in there and the it's kind of like speed. Yeah. And that he has to he has to have a shutout. Yeah. That's like the stipulation. They can't score.
0: That's a stipulation. Against peewee kids yeah. though.
1: Now, do you think anybody on on, you know, Team Iceland would have been able to score against him in goal? I'm talking Darren McCord.
0: Iceland's a bunch of kids, right? Right. And Van Dam somehow got into Goldberg's goalie gear. Yeah. And he has to shut out the whole game. <laughs> it's a little small. It's a little it's smug. Easy. Yes. And you know what? I'm going to go a step further. Not only will Van Dam pitch a shutout in this game, I myself with no hockey background will pitch a shutout against Wee kids. <laughs> you would. They're kids. I'm <laughs> going to stop every single shot. I no nine year old is going to beat me to a goal. I don't care. I've never, I've, I've skated once in my life. I've never played goalie. It doesn't matter. I'm too big for him. I'm too skilled. I have more life experience. <laughs> Yo, I know where they're going before they know where they're going. You're going to stop right? every
1: shot. Yeah. Can you ice skate?
0: No. <laughs> I skated one time when I was like nine years old. And I think I got a concussion. I hit my head and <laughs> that's it and my ankles hurt this is back before roger, bad ankles
1: back before roger goodell decided yeah. to do something about right. it you yeah. know you I,
0: were, I, I stayed in the game you went home yeah <laughs>
1: you were a little woozy <laughs> okay well agree to disagree but i think they would put one past you yeah. you know no no offense nope. i just think that the kids they're they're too kid good can beat
0: me in anything these are ju- <laughs> right these are junior olympians that we're talking about i'm gonna say when a kid's 12 he might be able to beat me in something besides video games. Like a fight? Besides video games. Oh, kids will kick yeah. all of our asses in video games right now. A kid won't be able to beat me in anything, anything until at least 12. Listen, I'm tired sport.
1: of 12-year-olds kicking my ass yes. in Call of Duty online. Uh-huh. So, you know,
0: <laughs> there's a rage quit many except, nights. Except maybe those gymnasts that go on to the Olympics. They'll beat me. Yeah. Right? I, in, I can't I can't touch them In the high bar. Yeah. Well, anyway,
1: enough about that. Let's get to the fight scene with the mascot. This is another one of the big scenes for the movie. This is
0: scene number two.
1: Again, not to break down the plot, we want to analyze the pieces of this.
0: But this was also one of my favorite scenes of any action movie from the entire 90s. This is why this movie is fun. This is why we're going to spend the majority of time on these two scenes because these are the two scenes. It's like this movie wouldn't be existing in folklore. It would be obscure if not for this.
1: One of the things that makes this scene so good is the fact that it's, it, you know, again, it's like *Under Siege* too. They're fighting mm. in a kitchen. Yeah. Now, what the hell's in a kitchen? All kinds of horrors. Oh. You've got pepper flakes. You've got a deep fryer. You've got a roast <laughs> roast beef slicer. You've got a grill. You've got a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. All of those things. It's like it's like Kevin McAllister would be would be foaming at the mouth with all the traps that he could set. Right. It's just one of those situations where this fight was going to be awesome from the second that you knew they were fighting. Mm-hmm. So this terrorist lady is dressed up as the penguin. Yeah. Icy. She kidnaps the kid, takes her up to the booth, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. Whatever. Key he finds her. Van Dam walks into the kitchen, thinks it's his friend. This yeah. this woman that he knows, the mascot, who he seems to be pretty chummy with. You yeah, know That's, that's why a, he's divorced. That's another story yeah. for another day. Yeah. But uh, he seems to be chummy. He asks her, yo, have you seen my daughter? And it's a different voice. He said, oh, the girl got sick. Immediately, he knows something's up. Mm-hmm. And they just start fighting.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. It's on from the beginning. It's so good. Yeah. He, he has like a machete, and she has a gun. Yeah, <laughs> he brought a knife to a gunfight. He did. <laughs> so he really did. Yeah. yeah, like you said, this move, this 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 scene is set up. It's choreographed very well. There's a lot of like danger in this scene. Is, is is he going to get burned by the grill? Is he going to get his face sliced off? Is he gonna Is he gonna go in the grill? Like, there's so many ways, and they tease everything very expertly. And there's not a lot of. It's it's more of a brawl than it is a kung fu type right. fight, which is what we know Man Dam more for. Right. So and we talked about that a little bit, but we didn't get into it. But mm.
1: I feel like this is one of the movies that he's done that he's done the least martial arts. Right. Like he did a bunch of high kicks mm-hmm. I and mean, he was kicking the mascot in the face. Mm. But having said that. He didn't really do crazy moves. He, they were getting thrown through the table. You know, they're, they're getting dragged along yeah, it was the a table. Ball. And the, yeah. the counter stuff flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it wasn't as much a choreographed, choreographed yeah. fight.
0: And I think it makes sense because his character is, is, a, is a firefighter. He's not a cop. He's not some crazy ex-military guy. He's not supposed to know kung fu. That's so called it's, method acting, yeah. man. So it, it's good writing, actually. It, it, it would be out of place if he was doing split He's kicks. Doing <laughs> yeah. Roundhouse kicks yeah. and splits. Right. and He does do one kick... To the face of this penguin mascot, which the, the mascot, the head, is like seven feet tall. Yeah. He gets a kick up there to the nose. It's pretty damn high. So that's pretty impressive. Well, I was
1: asking you earlier, like, why the hell did she leave the, the, the helmet on? Or the, the hat? Because <laughs> yeah. it's
0: like, how could you see? You're trying to do, like, some pretty good fighting. Because here. most of his shots were going to the head area, and it barely passed her. It was padding. It was padding. Yeah. So, and speaking of that padding, leads me to this question. Who's the toughest mascot in sports? Like, what kind of mascot would be easiest or hardest oh to God. fight? Yeah, so
1: I think that's a complicated question mm. with a complicated answer. Right. And we talked a little bit about this. You know, we can rank Iceberg or Icy against other mascots, but you helped me break this down, and you did it so perfectly. You have There's to go categories. By, you
0: have to go by style. There's categories of
1: mascots so you've got a couple different kinds.
0: Four total styles of mascots in sports that you can go by. One is the big padded mascot. What is that like the Philly fanatic? The Philly fanatic. That's this this mascot, iceberg. iceberg, where the entire body is puffy and fat, huge head on top. Can't really move. Can't move. You can't hurt it, but it can't really hurt you that much either. Yeah. The second style is the big headed human body mascot. Which is made famous by the Nationals presidents in Like baseball. Teddy Roosevelt the Teddy Roosevelt and yeah. you know, George Washington. And also the Ohio State Buckeye, where it's a human body with a huge ass head on top. <laughs> Very hard to see and hard to move, I'm sure. It's more of a nuisance yeah. than anything. The third style is the full-body Halloween costume, kind of like the Phoenix Gorilla. Swoop from the Eagles, Benny the Bull, and the, like the Nittany Lion. Like something that
1: they're dressed, but they can still perform tricks, like go dunking. Yeah. They could do flips on a trampoline or something. They have
0: body movement, and they don't have any restrictions of a huge apparatus. An apparatus, (laughs) if you will. (laughs) And the final stage is the human in a Party City costume. Like... (laughs) Like you go down
1: to Party City, grab one from the yeah. like plastic bag. Yeah. This you want to dress like an Indian, and dress like a cop.
0: There's the Florida State Seminole. You want to dress like a Viking. There's the Minnesota Viking there with the fur on. Dress like
1: a colonial guy. Yeah. You're the,
0: the yeah. New England
1: Patriots yeah, guy. You're,
0: you're the Patriot with a bayonet, yeah, and so a cannon.
1: The one thing I would say, and you know, we could break this down real quick. I, if I was voting of like all types of which are the toughest ones in a fight, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say there's different categories, right? So like as yeah. we said, I think the padding is definitely like armor, and that's really good, right? The human head, I'm just ruling them right out because yeah. it's just going to be a nuisance. It's going to get in the way. you to too You're top, be top heavy. heavy. You're yeah. going to fall over. Mm-hmm. The full body body Halloween costume, it's just like enough to restrict your movement. Like it doesn't do anything yeah. positive for you. It's not armor enough that you can, right. you know, get kicked in the face and keep moving. But it's also enough to, like, keep you to get, like, you're sweating. Like, you True. can't, you yeah, going yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not
0: overheat. You're not comfortable.
1: Like, imagine Nittany Lion. It's like, yeah. you just you just have, like, pa- like this thing in your face. Like, get out of here. I want to fight yeah. somebody. Yeah, you're not comfortable. Give me the human in the Party City costume <laughs> because you've got the Florida State someone who's got the spear. You get, it's all about the props, maybe. You've got the USC Trojan who's got the sword. Yeah. You've got the Minnesota <laughs> Viking with, the, you know, all the Viking stuff. He's
0: probably got um, horns on his shoes. And, you
1: know, the yeah. Patriots, they got a freaking gun. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna beat those guys any day. Otherwise, if props are not involved, I'm yeah. taking the padded mascot. The padded, the fat, could, the
0: fat, padded mascot. They could take a beating. Yeah, the they Philly fanatic. Take, yeah, they could take a beating. Yeah.
1: Who would you rather fight?
0: Yeah, I would. I would the, the weakest has to be the big headed, yeah. big headed human body because you're just giving body shots all day, and they can't. You know, they can't sway anything. Then they take the head off, in which they become a Party City costume mascot <laughs> with no props. Yeah. So then they're screwed.
1: Then they just have the yeah. exposed yeah. head, no helmet.
0: I 100% agree with your full body mascot. No big head, no fat body because all you you are sweaty and you got nothing going. So yeah.
1: Well, I want to leave this section with a question that you asked me earlier. Yeah. What's
0: harder? Doing karate in a penguin suit or in wet jeans? <laughs> <laughs> like in Roadhouse. Throw it back to Roadhouse. Doing kung fu in wet jeans. I mean, they're weighing you down. Yeah. Uh, it's it's easier to be the mascot because at least you have some padding. If you're in those wet jeans, you can't lift your leg. I don't care if you're Patrick Swayze. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're the bad guy with the earring that's getting kicked. <laughs> I don't care. The boat anchor <laughs> earring. Yeah, the boat anchor earring. <laughs> You can't lift your leg. I don't care how athletic you are. It's over. The jeans. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Wet jeans. It's, it's game over. You got to change immediately if it's, your jeans are wet. You <laughs> might as well just take them off. Yeah. Fight in your underwear. Fight, fight yeah. in those bikini briefs. He looked, you know what? That guy from Roadhouse, he looks like the kind of guy that doesn't wear underwear. <laughs> or he's got... Leopard's leopard pattern bikini and he was too embarrassed. <laughs> Swayze doesn't wear yeah. underwear
1: as we learned no, in of that Of course movie. he doesn't,
0: yeah. <laughs> he, gets, he wakes up out of bed and he puts
1: those pants on. Those flips off of the I'm window. I'm sorry, yeah. but get a wedgie and jeans. Yeah. Get out
0: of here. That's gonna burn, man. Can, can we talk about Roadhouse again for yeah. another hour? We, we should do Road. We, uh, we should do
1: another episode on Roadhouse. It was so good. But anyway, yeah. we digress again. Let's just dig into Darren McCord just a real quick minute here. We don't have to spend too much time More than on him. a minute. Him, just a little bit of time. Let's talk about him. So, obviously, we said it before. He's been divorced. Yeah. Who is Darren McCord? Darren McCord is this firefighter. He he's been divorced, right? We we yeah. find out that
0: you know his one son acts kind of like a dick to him. Now, let me let me let me back you up. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So he he was a firefighter. Yes. So we find out in the in the opening scene that he was in a blazing house fire and he lost a little girl. The girl died in his arms. He right. couldn't save her. And it I guess it bugged him so much. It, uh, screen fade to black fade back in movie starts up again two years later he is not a firefighter anymore he's disgraced Maybe not not by not by the public by his own doing like he felt so guilty about yeah. it that he like had to quit he his had to job quit. he didn't have the heart for it anymore and I liken it to you're a surgeon say you're a surgeon you're not going to save everyone somebody's going to die there on the operating table It doesn't. you don't stop being a surgeon you just got you have to put it away you have to move on you have to have a mental makeup to be in that type of profession and he just didn't have it i agree with you i mean i'll tell you what he did have he had explosive training
1: (laughs) and and that's one thing that i think you know without digging back into some of the stuff that we already talked about he's a man of many skills yeah i don't know where the hell he learned all this stuff you know maybe he spent two years like on an island somewhere learning all these skills Mm -hmm. that he got But he knows how to disarm
0: bombs. Yeah, he's disarming bombs all over the damn building. He knows how to really expertly take, you know,
1: every piece of thing that's sitting around the room. Mm -hmm. He turns a fire extinguisher into a projectile device where he shoots a, like a pin out of his arm in the guy's neck. He's MacGyvering shit in this whole movie. He creates a homemade mason jar bomb. He hot-wires the roof of a
0: stadium to open. <laughs> the retractable roof. Which they don't even open. He just rubbed two wires together. I don't think it works that way, they, they didn't even <laughs> open that.
1: And, you know, at that point, they stopped opening it, like you yeah. said. But he was able to do that. I mean, he was able to do a hell of a lot of things. He saw his son's super soaker. Yeah. He turns it into a freaking flamethrower. Flame flamethrower. Like, I'm yeah. talking... The most amount of flames I've ever seen. A lighter and a super soaker. Now, these are all things that make this movie so memorable. And mm-hmm. I think it's so fun. Like, they don't make movies like this anymore. And no. when they do, they call it The Expendables. And they like, it's supposed to be making fun. Like, yeah. this movie was made not tongue-in-cheek. It was made seriously. right? And that's why the 90s were so great. Right. And that's my old man speech of the day.
0: Right. Now, the one thing, the throwback that I wish had happened was when he's killing some of these people, he kills them in ridiculous ways. Yeah. He doesn't, like, have like uh he doesn't have the killer line to go with like it. an arnold line and, if and you that's go. and that it did that's how you know it didn't go beyond the tongue-in-cheek thing like he right he snaps a chicken bone off and and stabs a guy in the neck for one for one kill and he didn't have like a cheesy line like he doesn't go like hey i have a bona or something like that like he didn't say that you know? <laughs> or uh hey bon appetit like he doesn't say that and he, he could have put me in the writing room he would have said that And maybe the movie doesn't do as good Or he puts the, he puts the, and the penguin, when he kills the penguin, he, he fastens her in the huge dishwasher, the industrial dishwasher. The industrial dishwasher. Yeah. He didn't say like, hey, dishwasher, more like a bitch washer. Like he didn't, (laughs) he could have said that. And he didn't say that. And these are the type of things that he could have said.
1: Had Arnold been in this movie, would they have done that? Of course. I mean, I feel like he, that's in his contract, you know? Yeah, of course. But like, I I agree with you. And I think, and that kind of leads me back to this. Um, you know, I, I think that Van Damme actually works really well in this movie. I think mm-hmm. he's he's perfectly casted. Like, I'm kind of glad. I think it could have worked with Bruce Willis in it. Like, he's the only other person. I don't think this would have worked with Arnold. Yeah. Like, I don't think you could see him stopping that shot. Right. Whoever plays this has to be able to stop a shot. You know, whoever whoever's in this role has to be able to be believable as like a fire marshal or whatever. Just, I mean, not to get too deep into that. I just think that he really works in this, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I said that, you know, talking about disarming bombs. Yeah. I thought this was funny because back in the day, at this time, 94, 95, this would have been tried to be made to like a video game. Now, maybe it exists that I don't know about, but this would have been a video game where you like Uh have a timer where you've got to disarm Uh the bombs Uh and the
0: controls just don't freaking work. It's not advanced enough. You know, you want to
1: want to go on another old man speech. Yeah. Kids these days. Kids don't understand, you know. Like how these games used to work. Mm-hmm. It was
0: like you couldn't beat it. Yeah, No one beat it. And you had lives and continues. And once you're out of continues... It's over. You have to start from the beginning. F you, you're done. <laughs> I, I liken it to um, the Ninja Turtles level yeah. in the water for regular Nintendo where you have to disarm the bombs and the controls are so bad and you get stung by the, the electric eels or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. And it's like so infuriating you just want to snap the game in half and that's what this game would have been
1: and i i, I bet it would be this game like yeah. i mean i'm thinking about all these nintendo yeah. and super nintendo games like back in the 90s yeah. they were just so like judge hard.
0: dread yeah was like i think demolition man the
1: original batman yeah. game was Batman. Really terminator hard.
0: had a game was impossible i mean don't yeah. even forget mega man yeah. mega man was right. goddamn near impossible right sometimes right.
1: yeah you know um but anyway long story short mm-hmm. van damme i think is perfectly casted in this yeah. film now, you know
0: before we move on from van damme he was a divorced man, right? Yeah. And I think maybe it, it had a, it maybe gave him the chip on his shoulder that he needed to rise to this heroics and maybe get his swagger back from losing that girl. Who divorces Van Damme? An idiot. I mean, he's very suave. He's very good looking, and he seems like a good man. Did the the death of the girl weigh on him so much? That it just it turned him into a different person.
1: Now maybe maybe he was emotionally disconnected and yeah. his marriage suffered. Now now I, I would say that you know maybe that's grounds for divorce. Maybe he wasn't the same person that she married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know maybe it just didn't work out. Maybe he divorced her. Maybe we never even thought about that. Maybe he said you know what I can't I, he, I I'm not good enough for you. Right. Yeah, maybe he divorced her out of like you know what?
0: guilt. That seems to make sense because the son makes a couple of snide comments throughout this movie. That kid was a dick. Like, dad's not a fireman anymore. He's he cha- changing light bulbs. Yeah, he's just changing light bulbs. He's just a stupid fire marshal. Dad's not a fireman anymore. He couldn't handle it. Like, like who? What kind of dick kid says that? I, I agree with you, and and I think that that could be that. Could, your, that's your, theory, theory. your theory may be true on that. And also another thing I wanted to talk about his family life before we move on. There's a small scene. It's very unimportant about when he comes in with the tickets and he and he tries to take the kids to the to the to the game. And the wife is like, oh, you can't do this. We had plans. It's his birthday. we were going to go out to dinner. And next to him is the the new husband, the the wife remarried, the safe guy. Yeah, it's always a safe guy. <laughs> That's re- in these movies. That's, that's remarried. It's always like a computer salesman or an insurance salesman or a therapist. A th- yeah, a psychiatrist or something. With a soft touch who's always like doesn't know his role when the husband shows up and is very like, you know, is kind of nervous. It's awkward. You know what, honey? Let him go. Let him go. Let's just let him, let him take the kids to the game. It's always a safe guy. And I love that trope in all these movies.
1: Now, I know that, that you know, obviously he was their night to go to dinner. Yeah. But it's game seven of the Stanley Cup finals and he's got the tickets. The kid's a penguins where, fan. Where
0: were they going? Like a nice restaurant? Some restaurant. Where are I they gonna go to like Ruby Tuesdays? I don't like, care. Where are they gonna go?
1: I don't care if you're going to to the best restaurant in the world.
0: You go to the White House. <laughs> are they going dinner. Chuck E. Cheese though? Get They're, out of here with that. If you're if you're a nine year old kid, you go to Chuck E Cheese or you're going no, to game seven. You're going you to Going to that game. Game yeah. seven. Kid's yeah. a huge penguins fan. Yeah. Mommy, let me go
1: to that game. <laughs> I don't give a crap. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Long story short. Next, next up is, real quick, Noah Daniels. Yeah, let's talk about Noah Daniels. Who, if anyone knows 24, Noah yeah. Daniels was vice president. Also known as Powers Booth, yeah, the they, actual actor.
0: And as we mentioned at the top of the show, in his IMDb page, the character was called Joshua Ross. Something it like, doesn't matter. But in actuality, uh, we look back, they never mentioned this guy's name in the entirety, excuse me, the entirety of the movie. Yeah, so that was another fact. Yeah. I feel like it would have been a good move. Like sometimes they put the characters' names like in, in the in the cast and at, at, the credits. Yeah. And they go like unknown or or head terrorist. Like right. he might as well have been head terrorist because yeah. they, there's no reason for him to be Joshua. They never mentioned his name.
1: Well, he's got this plan. He wants billion dollars of frozen assets, unfrozen, transferred to his own counts, filtered through that. He's going to mm-hmm. lose whatever. It's over a billion dollars. 1.3 billion. And he wants a third of it at the end of each period. Otherwise, he's going to kill people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's going to start offing his hostages if they don't give in to his is his mile markers for, so to speak. Where do you think this plot ranks in, in some of the
1: movies that we've done? I mean, forget the script but mm-hmm. for whatever, whatever he's done as a real guy. Like, yeah. where do you, do you think this is a pretty diabolical plan? Like the fact that he's able to follow through and actually shoot people on the spot without even thinking. Yeah,
0: because first of all, this is a very difficult plan to pull off. Like as, as far as the, the logistics of moving this money into these accounts, first of all, agree having people agree to do it. And second of all, the time in which to do it. I mean, the banks aren't open. You gotta, who are you going to call? You gotta call these, high up people that are probably yeah. watching the Stanley cup finals. It's just in order to get, Oh, and by the way, like they like, they, they first said, like, I think there was like maybe five minutes went by in the first period. Right. And they were like, Oh, by the way, you better get a third of this money in already or else I'm going to kill somebody. Yeah. Like, Of course they were going to kill somebody. It wasn't realistic that it's going to be done.
1: And that's what the vice president says. He's like, yeah. there's no way we're going to be able to move that kind of money right. in like 10 minutes. Yeah.
0: And he, and he made his intentions known that, Hey, if this money isn't done by the time this game is over the clock hits zero I'm blowing this damn building up with me in it. So he's got a death wish. And to top it all off, he never shows any kind of like remorse, remorse, and, and no emotions, no care for his yeah. own safety, no care for killing anyone. This guy is, he's just, uh, he's a flat psychopath. I feel like he's a really good actor. I was yeah. glad that he was yeah. in this role. He fit perfectly in this role. And it makes me rank him very highly on the Midland scale. I would put him at, at least at at like a nine. He's got to be an eight or a nine on this villain scale just for the fact that he just gives zero Fs at all. No no Fs. And he he definitely had planned this out for a while. I mean,
1: there, there's a lot of planning that goes into this, but you asked right. me this before. Like, yeah. what the hell happens if now, game seven never happens? You're banking on a lot.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to bash the plot, but I'm going to have to have a, que- a question that has to be asked. This had to have taken months of planning in advance. What if the Blackhawks would have just won game six and there was no game seven? What where do you, where do you take this plan? Does he take it the next year and hope there's a game seven? Yeah, but you can't bank on that. I mean, you had to specifically scout this arena, these the chefs in in the kitchen to where they got into the booth. Yeah, the, the the security staff, everything that that's taken into this. You have to plan, 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 months, months, months. You can't just take this to the next event. You can't do it in the Super Bowl in Chicago or the Super Bowl in Los Angeles the next the next month. It just doesn't work. It, it takes months of planning. So. This is a very big chance. I mean, this had to have been started before the hockey season started. All right, the Penguins are going to be good this year. We think, and they got home field home ice advantage. Uh, We think it's going to go seven back in training camp. I'm going to just up this guy to a 10.
1: Yeah. For the level of planning that he did in two days, because after game six, you know, it's like two days later. It's like, oh man, we got game seven.
0: uh, if If they put this plan up in two days, it's... He's the best villain of all time. But did
1: they know that the vice... They didn't know that the vice president was going to be at the game no. until whenever they knew. Like, no. he just
0: happened to show up. Was the vice president always the target? It or was, was integral it...
1: to the plot because they needed the president to yeah. be, like... They needed a high-ranking uh, Yeah, I mean, the they didn't have
0: to be the vice president. Could it have been someone of the vice president's well, listen, stature?
1: Nobody's going to give a crap if the owner of the Penguins is the guy, like, yeah. hostage. Like, yeah. I mean, people will care, obviously. It's right. not... A, it's a bad thing, but... Not to the level of seriousness of you better transfer that by the end of this period. What if I'm it was Wayne Gretzky?
0: People.
1: Wayne Gretzky is a beloved figure. He's in beloved.
0: In hockey. Well, I guess he's not he's Canadian though. If so it was it was have actually to, you'd have to hold someone of a ransom in Canada. Yeah, the president's yeah. not gonna care. Yeah, the or Prime maybe Minister. They care. You need the you need the PM of Canada. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever
1: it is, this guy had, had some level of planning that you know the world has never seen before.
0: I just I just question, I mean, I'm assuming this takes months and the foresight to, to see that this game is going game seven. It, it took a lot of balls on his part.
1: He's got a lot of bullshit henchmen. We don't need to get into it. You know, there's a bunch of guys, this mm-hmm. guy with a bazooka that turns that he was annoyed that the sign was displaying like yeah. Van Dam was, <laughs> was like making mess- messages on the sign to people outside. So he takes a bazooka and just shoots it yeah. instead of turning the switch. to yeah. just turn it Normally, off.
0: Normally people have snipers on the roof. Yeah. The Powers Booth had bazooka men on the roof. That's, I mean, that reinforces
1: the 10. Yeah. You know, this guy's got a bazooka. He shot down yeah. like a police helicopter with yeah, a yes thing. Yeah, he did. Yes With he a bazooka? Did. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. And the guy had a badass cross earring. <laughs> like, how badass did that yeah. guy look? He looked so 90s with yeah, that.
0: Who did you say he, he reminded you of? I feel
1: like he's Powers Booth's nephew yeah. or something. Uh, you you know? said
0: that and it, it clicks so much. Now, this is the guy, if you're watching, in the very first couple minutes of the movie, there's a man in a stupid earring That takes an old lady into her house and makes her make a phone call. That's the guy we're talking about. That is the guy's nephew. It has to be, right? He looks like
1: it. And when they were getting all chummy in the helicopter before it fell straight backwards. He's flying
0: the helicopter that tries to have powers escape. And yes. It just seemed like his nephew. It's a very very good call.
1: You've got the computer guy playing Doom, which is such
0: a 90s thing to do. He looks like David Cross. Yeah.
1: And then you've got Hallmark, who is the CIA, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, not CIA, the, the, the Secret Service. The Secret Service. Head of the Secret the guy Service. guy in the van,
0: the guy in the van, so to the speak. The guy who
1: plays the heel very well, yeah. who gets super soaked, mm-hmm. like he was soaked in
0: lighter fluid. Yeah. It's like, they're doing the flamethrower all wrong. You don't need that giant thing on your back. All yeah. you need is a handheld super soaker <laughs> and a Zippo. That's Which all you need. so good.
1: It's so awesome. <laughs> it was so great. Yeah. But I love how when he, after he got burnt, mm-hmm. like he was hiding in the shadows, and instead of actually trying to come out and kill Van Damme, he just scared him. Yeah. Like he came out and his face was all melted and he was just like... <laughs> <laughs> like he came out and tried to scare him. He looked like Freddy Krueger. I'm scared. would yeah, be like scared. Like maybe he would scare him with a heart attack yeah. versus like actually killing. him. It Any happen. Anything else you want to say about Powers Booth? I mean, I know we don't have much time left here, but he's a pretty badass villain.
0: I, I will say that um, at the end of the movie, after... um, Well, to make a long story short... Bandam climbs on the roof of the igloo, which is the name of the building. Um, Great he, scene. He shimmies down. He, he gets into a fight with a guy. He uses some American Ninja Warrior parkour tricks, <laughs> and basically his homemade bomb in his back pocket. He swings down from the rafters through the hole in the retractable roof to uh, throw it at the the vice president's booth. Yeah, the mason jar. Yeah, the mason jar to get into the private suite that that the terrorists were in. Save his daughter. And uh, have have uh, the terrorist plots completely foiled at this point. Yeah, so he's got to hit the yeah. ejector seat, right? So, so the main villain, Powers Booth, he he gets away, but he puts on a disguise. And I thought the disguise was like the stereotypical '90s guy in Pittsburgh, like the the quintessential Pittsburghonian. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? Pittsburghonite. Pittsburgh. Yeah, the Pittsburghian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what it is. So he
0: had like a half mullet on. He put on a fake mustache. He looked like Teddy Beasy. It was
1: like dirty blonde hair. Yeah. 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 And like,
0: he had the penguin's leather jacket on. He looked exactly like Teddy Bease. And I just thought it was perfect.
1: Uh, by the way, that was after somebody fell through the scoreboard and yeah. it fell on the ice and disrupted the game. Yeah.
0: That was the that was the first time that the stadium was 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 clued into shits going on. And then everybody started rushing. It was it was a full on um
1: riot he gets greedy takes the girl which mccord is like oh screw this i'm coming after you you are taking my
0: daughter yeah he goes after
1: her but uh you know his death scene was also another thing that just made him (laughs) awesome he was in this helicopter the helicopter starts going backwards through the tiniest crack of the
0: stadium yeah so he gets so he gets in the helicopter which was poking out the ladder through the retractable roof hole right so van damme's like huh? jumps on Jumps onto the ladder, shoots up through the bottom of the helicopter with some handguns. That's a genius move right there. And By the way, does he have weapons training? He's a freaking fireman. I don't know. Who's who's handling guns here? There's there's more to this story than we know about about Darren McCord. If we had another episode, we could explore that. So the dead body, I guess, pulls the lever back.
1: Yeah. So now (laughs) the the helicopter is at a 90
0: degrees angle. The steering wheel of the helicopter. Yeah, and describe the descent
1: into ice. (laughs) He is... Like the helicopter is going in slow motion and that's the kind of movie or that's the kind of thing that you would see on that show back in the nineties movie magic, you know, where they show the models. Yeah. Like it was a model.
0: It was a model
1: and it was just slowly going back and, Again, I hate to be like, oh, that was cool. This was cool. That was cool. Yeah. But that was no, no, really no, cool. No, that was really, freaking you know, cool. we try to avoid yeah. that, but it was so no. good.
0: And like a, like Chris Farley and SNL, the one skit yeah. where he does the interviewer. That was awesome.
1: It just <laughs> fell straight backwards. And yeah. what the hell was going through his mind at that time? They made eye contact in yeah. slow motion. Mm-hmm. And one of the best deaths in any movie that Very I've ever seen. Very solid final death Such scene. a solid death. Yeah. He had the lung capacity to scream for like three minutes straight. He was just "Ah!"
0: (laughs) like over and over and over Mm. as he was falling. And
1: it just kept cutting off of him. And then it shows Van Damme looking at him. Then it cuts back to. "Ah!"
0: Yeah. Then it shows the the helicopter descending slow motion further into the into the building. Like
1: slowly fitting through the tightest gap. Misses the
0: Jumbotron. So good. Falls straight down into the ice. Explodes. And then Van Damme says, now that's a good icebreaker. (laughs) No, he didn't say that. He should have said it. Forgive my Van Damme accent at all times. It was
1: awesome. Yeah you know, it takes it to the end of the movie and it just ends. That's yeah. it. He just yeah.
0: leaves game yeah. over. Yeah. Like he, um, they, 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 they strap Van Damme into a gurney and put him in a, and put him in the ambulance. I want to know what happened it. after yeah. man. Nobody I, knows. Did he I get need, back together with his wife?
1: We need a sequel. Yeah. We need him at the super bowl. Does his try son to do it again? Yeah.
0: Does his son now respect him as a fireman? He kind of did because he sat in the seat. Yeah. Even if the building was still yeah. falling down around little him. little kid was
1: a little dick, but now he's good. I know we don't have much time left. I want to get into a recast real quick because this movie was really good, but mm-hmm. they re- reboot everything in Hollywood, yeah. as we know. Yes. This movie is dying for a reboot. Now, yes. whether it's, you know, the Super Bowl, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, Game 7 of the World Series, whether it's the freaking Wimbledon or the U.S. Open, who cares? It yes. doesn't matter. Yeah. This plot works anywhere. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, if they rebooted this in Hollywood, what who would you pick to play Darren
0: McCord? Well, my first thought this day and age was Jeremy Renner. I think that works. He started to heat up as an actor. I mean, he's he's born right. Right. He's the newborn. Well, He was. Yeah. He was in it. Was whatever he's Hawkeye in the yeah. Avengers. Yeah. He's Hawkeye. Like he, he's he's like the next guy. I feel like you know they start they they're, they pumped up Chris Pratt a little bit. Right. They did it with Channing Tatum where it's yeah. like he catches fire and he's all a bunch bunch of a sudden he dies in everything. It's like I Vinny think, Chase. Yeah. I think that's gonna start to happen with Jeremy Renner, and I feel like he's my guy. He's my McCord. He looks like a hockey player too. Can he make a save? I don't that, know if he can make a save, but what if they flip the script and he becomes an offensive player?
1: Is that but is that in the tryout, like in the tryout for the movie? Yeah. Like. You know, when they make this movie, did Van Damme have to actually play goalie? I
0: feel like he had to at least put the pads on and, and look like it. Even if it was a stuntman that did it, I don't care. Like
1: in the audition, they no. had to have
0: him try to make a save. And if yeah. you make it, you're on the list. Yeah. If you don't, you're out. Yeah, maybe start slow and speed it up a little bit. What I about see that.
1: like Matt Damon? Yeah,
0: Oldborn, Matt Damon. J- Denzel Washington. See, Denzel, this would have been a Denzel movie back in the early 90s. Yeah. It's just they, they probably chose Van Damme. But Denzel was in these types of movies back then, too. So, yeah, I could easily see Denzel. Ben it, Affleck. Ben Affleck, he's he's too good for it these days. He's too good. He's yeah. too good for it. He's just Batman. Like, just like Denzel right now is too good for it. Back then Denzel could have done it. And back in the late 90s would have been ben Affleck. What about Jason Statham? Crazy good choice. He's got the good he's got a goalie yeah. body. And he's and if you want to make this an action star movie, I mean he's he's the, he's one of the few left that is just the straight action. He doesn't really have any other card to card to play. Now we talk about Darren McCord. What what about Powers Booth? What about what about Joshua, the villain? There's
1: one man for this, and yeah. and he he's going to be typecasted from here on out because yeah. he's done. Um, what's that show on Netflix? Uh, that I House of Cards,
0: House of Cards. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. No, done. Over. It's over. But I feel like it's always Kevin Spacey. It's got to be him, though. He's good at it. <laughs> see my. Uh, see, I, I like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> It's, maybe it's just a bias of me trying to get Kevin Bacon back, in, back into our subconscious again. Back into, back into our lives. Didn't
1: they just cancel the following? It's I, not going to happen. I
0: just watched the series finale. And you know what? Not so bad. It's not going to happen. Not so though. bad. I want Kevin Bacon back in our world. I want him in, in major motion pictures. Hollow Man ruined his career. That's you know? a great movie. It actually a good Stop movie. It. it was a good movie. And um, I also like John Travolta for this scene as well. He could do it. Because he, like Powers Booth, has a big face. Yeah. you got a big face you we, can do this
1: we have said that before I yeah. think the key to a good villain is to have a big you gotta, wide you face. A big face you gotta have a big face you gotta have the gravitas and, and
0: Powers Booth didn't have a huge face in this movie but he got a big face by the time he was on 24 huge face his face got a lot yeah. huger
1: yeah Willem Dafoe, he's kind of got a big Willem same way, same way. Yep. He has a big mouth and a yep. lot of teeth. Big mouth, and
0: he's got villain qualities. He got the laugh.
1: I'd say Hugo Weaving, maybe John Barrowman from from yeah. Arrow fame, as everyone knows. I like mm-hmm. Arrow, um, and I, I think probably, probably Kevin Spacey
0: or John Travolta. I like Hugo too. That's was good call. What about the kids? See, we were talking about this. The kids, the, we don't know kid actors anymore. Now, I guess
1: that's a good thing, but yeah, because
0: yeah. like these actors, these kids, like I think they sucked. In this they movie. were terrible, but you know, but we they don't have names, so. Who, who's the equivalent of that time period then?
1: In that time period, not a modern recast. I yeah. would have literally flown them off of the set of Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> get the two kids from Mrs. Doubtfire. Get freaking, what's his name? Was that Matt scene? Lawrence. That was like 94, right? Get, Same yeah. time, right? Get yeah. Matt Lawrence, get get that the little girl, not the old one. Matilda. The one that made Matilda. Matilda. Get yeah. those two, fly them yeah. from wherever the hell they were, Los Angeles, San Much Francisco. Better. Get them on a plane, send them to Pittsburgh, yeah. get a couple of days of filming and this movie is immediately
0: yeah. better. As Wayne Campbell says, I know it's a small part, but I think we can
1: do better than exactly. this. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I anyway,
1: like it. I like it. I think that's enough for the recast, but I, I, I just feel like if they were to reboot it, mm-hmm. I think some of those guys, I don't know what the setting would be, but I think some of those guys could could do a good job. Yeah. We got a couple odds and ends. I know we're almost out of time here. We're probably way over time, but we've got a couple things that I wanted to ask you. And the the number one question that I was thinking during this entire film was, mm-hmm. how much were those tickets worth? And yeah. would a lesser man have sold the tickets see, to pay his child support? See,
0: in, in an alternate universe, he would never, like if he would have sold those tickets, that means he's a deadbeat dad in which this is a different movie. This is about a man who is a deadbeat dad who is trying to get his family back, but he just can't do it but because it's a movie about becoming a goalie and fighting mascots and saving the <laughs> igloo from explosions he does not sell these tickets he's trying to become a better father gets in that building saves the building so he is not selling these tickets
1: and we owe him for
0: that yeah what if-, if he were to sell those tickets he probably get in at least 500 a piece oh at least yeah. i mean this
1: is game 7 that they were like the bottom level they were good seats i i mean they were almost they were like center ice were almost they?
0: center ice they were good seats they were great seats yeah I don't think a six-year-old girl appreciates hockey enough to appreciate those seats. So I think it was a waste of a ticket.
1: What but. would have happened if the game really ended that way? It ended in a tie. Yeah. I mean, we
0: don't find out who wins right. the cup. Like, Yeah, I, we're in sudden death, and all of a sudden the Jumbotron falls down.
1: This is another movie that could have dealt with uh, the ending scene credit montage. They could yeah. have said,
0: you know, Darren McCord went on to, yeah. you know,
1: have his family come back to him. His wife and him right. got back together. She divorced her current husband back yeah. for him because he saved their life. Right. You know, Powers Booth died in a fiery explosion. Yeah. The Blackhawks went the Black to win. The
0: <laughs> games in game eight. Yeah. <laughs> they, went, they won yeah. in game eight. See, here's the problem, though. The igloo is obviously destroyed. You can't play that game there. Yeah. What are you going to go back to Chicago? That's not fair. Penguins That's earned true. home field at home ice advantage. I so guess got, in '94 they could go to neutral site that they're close to Philly. They yeah, could go to can the, Philly, but Philly hates Pittsburgh, so that's a home game for Chicago. That's true. So I'm not going to complain about yeah, that. Yeah, those are those are rivals. So I feel like you got to play it on some pond. Maybe play it. Maybe play it at the Bryce Jordan Center. The winner. The winner classic. Yeah. What what year was the Bryce Jordan Center erected? I of State. <laughs> I should know this, yeah. but I don't. Know I don't know it. if it was '95 or not.
1: I think you're right. It has to be a neutral court. Yeah. It, can't, it can't be anywhere else in another Go to, uh, go to State arena. College. I
0: think you go to State College, we get it done. They're close enough. You yeah. know, they're three hours away. They could yeah. get on a, a private jet. That's still an there. advantage for the Pittsburgh because they earned it. Would
1: Tolliver have played in this game? If it was a game seven, 104 you
0: got Especially in hockey. It's a tough guy attitude, especially in those days before yeah. concussion uh, recognition. He would have given it a go. Most definitely. I think Ken Reggert would have done a better job, but that's just me. Hey, but that's personal preference. I mean, like you said, you got to sub min in NHL 95 got to do what you got to do. <laughs>
1: and a fun fact for anyone that's listening in the 99, 1995 Stanley cup finals, which would have actually been this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Jersey sweeps Detroit for nothing.
0: Okay. This, this could have been set in Jersey. Yeah. I could see this movie in Jersey. It would have been in Jersey. Yeah. If, if, if this movie were made today, um, who were the two teams and what city would it be in?
1: I like to say that because of the star power,
0: yeah. you know, just I'm talking in like city, it would have yeah.
1: been Los Angeles versus New York in Los Angeles, in, in
0: Los Angeles. So this yeah. is an LA. LA is a good place to have a, a terrorism plot. F- yeah. Thwarted. You
1: can't because CTU did it all those yeah. years in 24. You can't do that in New York. Yeah. You know, it, it's just too soon for that. Yeah. But in LA, you could do it, mm-hmm. I think, because it would work and the yeah. teams are popular enough.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I also think you could do it in Chicago. Yeah. Detroit. Those types of cities. Some of those cities with a yeah. big hockey town. I would love it yeah. if it was in Philly.
1: Yeah. So obviously the Flyers would be sure. good. I'd love to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you. I think that's a good, yeah. that's a good point. And uh, one final point to make is uh, we all know that Sidney Crosby would be the, la- the first person off the ice if the stadium started coming down. <laughs> yeah, so oh my God. <laughs> Just got to get that shot yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> and on that
0: note. Yeah. Cheap shot. Good job.
1: Anything else uh, you want to say about this movie?
0: Uh, I just want to, again, once, once again, thank you, Luke Robotai, for saving the entire city of Pittsburgh. You don't get enough credit, man. Yeah. game goal. tie and goal.
1: A sweet haircut, too. Yeah. Sweet haircut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you guys enjoy the show, stay tuned for more. Let us know what movies you guys want to watch. You can send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at, at gmail.com. Um, you can send us uh, tweets on Twitter, at thelastrowpod. Twitter tweets. We're on Facebook. Look for us. Google+. We have a voicemail line. I know we had a voicemail last week. 415-779. Last. four one five seven seven nine five two seven eight. 5278 And our website is thelastrowpodcast.com. And, um... You know, we'll look forward to hearing you guys, hearing from you guys next week. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, can we take one more shot at Sidney Crosby before we
0: go, <laughs> or should we?
1: I have a friend uh, yeah. on on Instagram that uh, every post that he makes, he has a hashtag, Crosby sucks. No matter what, it no doesn't matter. matter. What it's, like a, it's like a default <laughs> hashtag. Yeah. Um, so, you know, anyway. That's how we do
0: it. <laughs>